uh, Tim Alcoholic. Congratulations, Doug. And uh, thank you, um, Paul. And um, it's always an honor and a pleasure to speak at any AA function, um, which this is. And uh, welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous, especially Corey and um, Benny. Great. Hope you recorded that. That was a great uh, um, reading of, of the steps. The first I remember the first time I read the steps, I, I didn't include the numbers. Yeah, the minor violation, right? Um, but nobody said through, you know, uh, four, but, you know, let me read them all without using the numbers. And um, I appreciated that. I didn't even know what I, you know, that I had done that until like, you know, a couple of weeks later when I really sobered up because that was like my first meeting. Um, one, of my, one of the first meetings I went to, well, when I got, okay, um, sobriety date is November 4th, 1991. So I have 31 years. Um, I celebrated last last year, um, November 31 years. And um, but so when we got sober, there was no Google Maps. There was a Thomas guide, if you were lucky to pay for a Thomas guide to find meetings. And um, so I was, you know, I, 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 I was in California, San Jose area, was where I got sober. Um, I was born in Oakland. Um, so going to meetings... You know, you, you try to, the first 60 days is a real, because you're trying to find a church or a storefront. You don't know what's going on. You know, it's like there's no one guiding you or whatever. And I, and I walked in, a, you know, I walked into a couple of things that weren't AA meetings. Um, <laughs> one of them was a sewing circle. And uh, so I went and sat down. It was a bunch of ladies and they were knitting, you know, at a church. And I'm sitting there you know, waiting to hear the steps read, and I'm going, shit, this is not a meeting. Uh, this is a sewing circle. So from now, then on, whenever I went to an AA meeting, I looked for the big book. And if I could see the big book or the steps on the wall, I knew I was in the right place. You know, otherwise, um, you know, you don't know where you are. Um, so luckily, uh, you know, like last night I went to bed w- with a a runny nose and a sore throat. So I wasn't really sure I was going to be here today. Um, but whenever Alcoholics Anonymous asks me to show up, um, I have an obligation to do that, no matter what, um, unless I've got, you know, something prearranged. And in 31 years, that's happened like once. Um, people ask me to do things and I do it. Because um, that, that's what that was what I was taught. If you know, you suit up and show up, and if you're asked to do service, you gratefully do it. Um, when I was drinking, no way. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't go. That wasn't my route at all. Um, you know, I was selfish, self-centered, self-seeking in the extreme. Uh, it says in our big book. And um, you know, Alcoholics. You know, this was the the last house on the block. Alcoholics Anonymous is the last house on the block. From here, the next stop is jails, institution, and death. Um, and, you know, I had drank for 24 years when I, when I rolled in here. Um, the wife was leaving. Um, she had had enough. Um, you know, and I, I just, you know, it was the fault of any good, hardworking husband to, you know, a couple nights a week hoist, you know, a 12-pack or whatever. Um, you know, and that, that's what I thought. That was my thinking at the time that, uh, you know, you work hard, you know, I'm paying all the bills. You know, I have, you know, I have a right 
to uh, my drink. And, um, you know, and she put up with that for nine years. We've been married, well, we've been together for two, married for nine. And, um, you know, at, at this point, she was saying, you know, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm out of here. And, um, and that very, and that was, uh, actually Labor Day 1991, a three day holiday. Now, you know, three day hallway for alcoholics is a, you know, you, like you really need an excuse, but that's a great excuse, right? To drink. Um, and so that night, you know, I had not been an alcoholic, even though that she had gone to meet, my wife had gone to meetings and she came home and she said that I was an alcoholic. And, um, I was having none of that. I mean, I, you know, I just drank a few beers after work. You know, don't you know I'm a hardworking guy? A few beers. But, you know, really what it was is that by the time I, um, you know, we got to that, it was, you know, I, I wasn't coming home. I wasn't calling home. You know, I would just not show up. And that that is not husband of the year material. I'm, I've, you know, I thought I thought I was, but that's not. No, that's not husband of the year material. Um, and she was, uh, she was sick and tired of it. Now, um, you know, the reason why I wouldn't call because I would call and she would go, you've been drinking and you've been doing other stuff. Uh, no, not me, you know. And so I was tired of getting busted, you know, so I just, you know, wised up and stopped calling, which, you know, good alcoholic thinking, right? It's like, and by the way, if you're new, um, they said, you know, when I first got here, they said, you know, um, either jump in with both feet or get the hell out um, because we're going to screw up your drinking really good. So, you know, either run now, get out, get out of town or, or get busy dying is what they said to me. They weren't mincing words, you know, because I was I was getting busy dying before I got here um, on the installment plan. And um and in the rationalization, you know, I'm like, you know, like I said, you know, that I could rational, uh, I could rationalize anything, and I did all the time. Um, so anyway, she's going to leave the night before. I, I realized that I got a problem. I'm shown through pure, sheer desperation that um, I was in sales, and we had gone. It was Friday, and we got drinking. Didn't go back to the office, and everyone else had, had gone home to their families, and I was still at the bar all by myself. I mean, my my, you know, my drinking buddies were um, fair weather drinking buddies. They they went home, right? What kind of lame lop stuff is that? So, um, but that night, you know, for some reason, I got I was so desperate that I saw that you know I I had a it was no mere habit, it was a serious problem. And the, the, the problem was, is that I was a periodic. I did not drink every single day. Um, I could go, you know, like, well, there's Monday night football, you know. Then there was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which I could, you know, maintain, probably not drink at all. And then Friday night, you got to drink Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday, you know, football, and um, and so on. So, um, uh yeah, so, you know, that's what my proof was I had a job. I had two cars. I had a, I was paying for a house, um, you know, and I we were living in uh, Campbell near San Jose. I worked some and, you know, visited San Francisco quite often, drank in San Francisco, and I knew what an alcoholic looked like. 
They were on Mission Street, and they were in the gutter, and they had a brown bag and a trench coat. That was an alcoholic. Not me. I had a house. I had a car. How can I be an alcoholic? Um, so that's why it was you know, so hard for me to, to see through the denial um, that I had a problem. Um, and like I said, it lasted 24 years. That uh, in high school, started smoking pot, you know, and drinking, getting in trouble, tapping shoulders. Um, and then, you know, you know, if you're you're awkward in high school, and then you get a few beers in you, and then everything's fine. You know, it's like you talk to the ladies. You know, in high school, I was like six three, 120 pounds, so like a good gust of wind would blow me over, <laughs> blow me over. So, uh, you know, I needed the liquid courage. And then, you know, we had house parties and all seemed fun, right? Um, and it, it appeared that, uh, and I, I was able, you know, after taking a year out of high school of drinking, I was able to get and um, go to junior college. And I was drinking still. And somehow I, I, I able to, was able to get good grades. And uh, I made it to out of, out of there and went to the University of California, Berkeley, um, political science major, and uh, as a junior. And you know, and then there was the um, fraternity parties. My downfall: the fraternity parties, <laughs> so much debauchery and uh, just total mayhem and drunken, um, you know, whatever. It's it's just like I can remember most of it. And, um, you know, it, it, it gets old after a while. But, you know, once you start doing it, then, you know, it's like, oh, well, I get, you know, I got a drink. Um, and then trying to stop or I mean, all my friends drank. So, um, you know, I didn't know anybody didn't drink. In fact, if you didn't drink, I didn't, you weren't to be trusted. Right. If you were there's something wrong with you, if you didn't drink, you were suspicious in my mind. Um, and I don't know where I picked that up from. Um, my whole family drank and, uh, I don't know, nobody ever exclusively told me, Hey, watch out, the guy doesn't drink, you know? Um, but anyway, got that message. Um, so, um, like I say, this morning in 1991, I roll in, she's leaving the night before I realized that I got a problem. God showed me that I had a problem because for 24 years, I didn't have a problem. In fact, the day before I didn't have a problem, um, which was BS. Um, I was, you know, I was like, um, what they say, sucking off my own tailpipe and believing everything I was saying. And um, so I looked around to see if I could go to um, a 30 day spin dry where you could check in and you get, you know, you get spun dry. Um, I, I didn't know the term at the time, or I could go to Alcoholics Anonymous or, you know, a couple other options. And, you know, at that point, um, I was thinking, you know, this is the juncture. This is this fork in the road. Now, um, you know, here's the thinking. I can either say, good, see you later. Now I can really drink like I want to. That's plan A. Or plan B is um, maybe maybe get some help. And so I had to think about plan A for a couple hours, seriously. Um, and I've, I have heard people at speakers meeting who took plan A. And they said, see you later. Now I can really drink like I want to. And, you know, either a year later, um, 
the house, the job, the car, self-respect, it all hit it all gone. And, and sometimes life itself. Um, because, I, you know, at some points I was drinking like I wanted to die. I don't know, you know. And um, so anyway, I chose to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Showed up at Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, didn't really know what to expect, but I was teachable and I was, I was a little bit humbled by, you know, this revelation I had gotten that uh, I had a problem. And so, you know, I had a chance. I had a chance at success. I didn't know that at the time. But, you know, the first 30, 60, 90 days, they said go to 90 meetings, 90 days. Don't drink in between meetings. Um, go to the 90 meetings. So, you know, is it go, go to meetings until you want to go to meetings and go to one more meeting. That's a trick, you know, that, uh, that, mean, that, that means infinite meetings, right? Um, don't fall for that. Um, I, I fell for it. Um, they said, get a sponsor, get a big book. You know, um, I waited a week to buy a big book. In that time, there were $4.95 or something. Um, and I had to think about it. If I wanted to invest five bucks to save my ass, right? Excuse me. Um, so I finally got that, um, I started meeting people, but hearing the stories, I was just amazed. That I was going, I did that. I did that. You, you drank at the wife. Mm, you drank at the boss. You know, you, um, you know, you you would like cause fights so you could go drink. Uh, and I did that. Um, you know, all these uh, alcoholic um, tricks that we, you know, that we played in, on myself to be able to drink. Um, or oh, he's drinking, so I can drink, right? Um, but, uh, so, you know, got myself an Alcoholics Anonymous. I was just amazed by, um, you know, and, and the feeling is like at 30 days, I'm going, God, I feel great. You know, I'm, the bank account's going up a little bit. I'm losing my weight, <laughs> you know, everything good. Um, you know, I'm able to like talk to my kids. I had two children at the time, um, you know, and, uh, but it, it took a while for, you know, the, the uh, spousal relationship to kind of equal. I mean, even it says in the book, you know, if you come in here with a girlfriend or a husband or whatever, that what the wife c- couldn't do in 10 years, Alcoholics Anonymous has done in 90 days. And sure, the wife is going to be a little jealous at AA, Um like, you know, because AAs produce results, whereas she, with her kindness and whatever for, you know, 20 years, is not able to do jack uh, against the, the alcohol problem. So, I mean, that that is a whole thing that, that took some time. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, and even to this day, um, I'm going to jump around a little bit here, but you know, I, I, I'm still married. We celebrated 40 years last November. Um, so she didn't, she didn't leave. Uh, thank God. We had another child when I was two years sober. And he is now, I, I thought he, you know, being he was conceived in sobriety, that he had a, like a shield around him or something. <laughs> that, <laughs> that he would be, you know, and, and 
plus seeing me bring home the program every day of his life, trying to be, because this thing is so hard. The hardest place to do this is in the home. I mean, sure, I can be all spiritual here, but, you know, when I get home, do I kick the dog or do I not, you know? Um, so the hardest place to practice this is in the home. And again, my son, so my son now has five years sobriety. So he, um, he almost died, just like a lot of us. Um, now, he doesn't go to a lot of meetings uh, that, that I'm aware of. I mean, I, I can't do his program for him. That's not his program. I can't do the program because a lot of people say, oh, I'm doing my program the best I can. Well, it's not your program. It's my program is this. So I don't do my program. I do the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. My program is bad. Tim, the Tim's will and Tim's program, no bueno. Don't, don't, don't want to do Tim's program, which I did. I tried doing that for 24 years plus, and I'm here to tell you it didn't work. You know, so um, anyway, so I, I owe her a living amends. And what that is, is that somebody you've harmed so gravely that um, you, I have to make amends, living amends means there's nothing I can do to repair her heart or her mind or soul from what I'd done. I mean, she would sit up. Uh, when I was out and I didn't come home, listening to ambulances go by the house, thinking I was in the ambulance. That kind of torture, I don't, I don't know. Um, but so, you know, even, you know, so even to this day, I always have to remind myself that I owe her a living amends. Because um, I can quickly forget, you know, that you left that sock over there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, shut up, Tim, pick the sock up. You know, is what I have to do. Tell myself, I mean, shut the f up, Tim, because like this thing still can go if I let it. That's why I need meetings, service, literature, um, fellowship, God. I need all those things to be able to, you know, on a daily basis, you know, stay sober. Um, so, uh, excuse me. So everything, anything good in my life today is a direct result of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I've seen a lot of people come and go in 31 years, unfortunately. Um, I have friends who it, it took 10 years to get sober, 15 years, 20 years. Some I know who still can't get this program for some reason. And I, and I don't know... Uh, I don't know why. Um, all I can know is what, what I what I have done. You know, I, I keep sobriety is the top priority because I'm not sober. I won't have any self-respect. I won't have, I won't have anything else because my sobriety is built, my life is built on sobriety. Sobriety comes first. Um, it says in there, willing to go to any length. Um, am I willing to go to any length? And that's where it comes in where um, I never say no to Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm willing to this day to go to any length. You know, they said when I got sober, job or no job, car or no car, house or no house, job or no job, 
You can stay sober no matter what, with or without any of those things. No one can get you drunk. No one can get you sober either, except, you know, maybe a higher power. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you, and if you want to get sober, every most I can... I'll vouch for me, and I'm sure everyone else in this room will go at any length to help you stay sober. If you want to drink, you're kind of on on your own. That's your choice. Um, And and I hope if you have heard something you can relate to here, that you don't make that choice of drinking. Um, Constitutionally incapable of being honest. And, you know, um, that's why, you know, sponsorship and fellowship are so important. You know, because even at 31 years, I can believe my own BS. And I need to ask people, you know, what, what do you think about this straight up? Not try to, you know, say, here's kind of my deal and here's what they would say. And, you know, um, just serve it up directly. Here's what the deal is. Give me your opinion and shut up and listen. Um, I need that. I need that. And um, I seek that out. Um, so yeah, the, um, getting, getting the opinion. Um, so, you know, like, again, I, I don't know what it takes for you. Cause you know, sometimes I like to think I'm in charge, but I'm not, I'm totally, when I'm in charge, like I said, things go to hell. Um, but what I do is, like I said, go to meetings, fellowship, got a home group, uh, I read the literature. I pray in the morning. I pray in the morning. Just like, uh, please show me thy will for me today and grant me the power to carry that out. Make it that simple. Throughout the day, um, you know, I go, that was funny. Really? You got a sense of humor? <laughs> uh, you know, um, really? You're picking on me today or what? You know, I was like, but also, um, I just went through cancer and I thought I would never, I I, like eat real healthy. I'm a vegetarian. Um, You know, I quit caffeine, nicotine, you know, everything you think of, I pretty much quit. Um, And so I had blood coming out where it's not supposed to be. I went to the doctor. He said, we'll do this and this, you know, waited a couple of weeks. I'm going, uh, urinary tract infection, urinary tract infection, you know, because that, that could be one, one of the things. Going, yeah, urinary. Okay, and I'm going, um, please. Uh, and this, you know, t- not thinking, not going too much in the future, just like, um, it's like being here, right here, right now. That's what we learn here is be right where your feet are. Don't, you know, when you first get in, if you haven't heard it, what they said, and I remember this exactly, is that if you have one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow, you're pissing over today. Um, so you stay in the moment. You know, um, I can do anything in the moment. As long as I'm not in, you know, handcuffs somewhere in prison, I'm doing okay. That's that's my definition of, um, you know, doing all right. Because that's, that's where I was before. Um, so, yeah, so I'm waiting two weeks. Um, if it wasn't for the program, I would go nuts. You know, do I have cancer? Do I have cancer? Do I have cancer? Do I have cancer? Um, so 
And then, you know, like 10 days in, well, the doctor goes to a conference, some, you know, four-day conference. I'm going, you fucker. I'm just like, I have to wait four more days to find out whether or not I have a deadly thing going here. And so I just said, okay, all right, I'll wait four more days. And so I kept saying, you know, I'm okay today. I feel good now. I feel good right now. Call my friends. I pray, go to meetings, da-da. Yeah, everything I learned, not to drink, not to think about cancer, and not and trusting God. That he, you know, and I, and actually, in that first thing, I thought, you know, I, I prayed that thank you for bringing me this far. Not what are you going to do for me now? What's going to happen next? But thank you for taking me this far. I don't, and that that didn't come from me. Because I'm a where's mine now you know person, um, so I had some gratitude for you know for what I've been you know the because the way I was going I wouldn't have lasted. Um, somebody once said, if it wasn't for drugs I could have drank five more years. Well, that was my story. If it wasn't for drugs I might have been able to drink longer because drugs um, expedited my bottom. Um, uh, and I respect Alcoholics Anonymous, and um, I'm an alcoholic first and always. And there's no um, – so anyway, so I go to the office. He goes, uh, bladder cancer. I go, can't you, like, spoon feed a little better than that? It's like, okay, bladder cancer, all right. And so another two weeks testing and an operation and all this stuff, and then another two weeks waiting for the pathology, and then – you know, it comes back, and I'm praying, you know, the whole time. It was, you know, if it wasn't for the program, I could not have made it through this medical thing. Um, and I don't know how normal people do. I mean, they have spiritual connection, church, and all that, but um, AA has brought me through so many things, and, uh, and, and this is the biggest one to date. And uh, so I got, you know, it turned out I'm fine. So they got it all supposedly, and it's, it was low grade and no chemo and just checkups every now and then. And so I'm, I'm going to be okay. So, you know, facing the Grim Reaper, you know, um, and surviving is, is thanks to the program is, was really something. Um, so, um, you know, f- from here, w- you know, what do I do next? Um, it's, a, it's just a daily reprieve. Um, contingent upon my spiritual maintenance, it says in our literature. Um, reaching out to a new person, um, getting phone numbers, calling people, um, giving people rights to meetings, service. Um, I've got an offer to start writing to um, drunks in Florence State Prison. Um, I think I'm going to start doing that. Um, so, you know, the program has saved my life. You know, it's given me a good life. Um, it's, it's given my family a great life. I mean, I was able to raise three children, um, in the program. My, my daughter was three when I got sober. My second, my first son was a year and a half, um, when I got sober. And, um, you know, I was grateful a lot of the time I was like just grateful for nothing. I was grateful to be sober. Um, and 
you know, like a friend of mine, Russ, said, um, what, he, what we do, he, when he call, he'd call a sponsor when he had like 60 days. He'd call a sponsor and he'd say, you know, the boss did this and the wife is doing this and, and the guy cut me off in the traffic. And a sponsor would say, but are you sober? Click, hang up the phone. <laughs> she you son of a bitch. It was like, uh, yeah. So that happened like, you know, like once a week for like a couple months, you know. Until I, you know, finally figured out that calling a sponsor complaining about crap was not the deal. You know, it's like, what can I do to stay sober? You know, what is it? Uh, what is it? I'm I'm going to do next. And um, you know, and the great thing about Alcoholics Anonymous is we don't tell. You know, we try not to tell people unless you're sponsoring somebody. You can make suggestions, but you know, we say, here's what we did. If you want what we have and you're not, sh- you're not sure what we have, well, we have sobriety. We have uh, serenity, a little bit of serenity every now and then. Um, we have a, a, a life that we get to live in honesty. Um, you know, and that's pretty damn good because when I'm drinking, I'm none of that. I'm none of that at all. Um, so I am eternally grateful for the program. Uh, I, you know, I have been to two uh, world conventions. Alcoholics Anonymous has a convention every five years. Um, I went to San Diego in 1995, which is where it was like 70,000 alcoholics attend uh, the, uh, every five years. I got to go to Toronto uh, in 2005, which was great to see um, a worldwide convention is really not to be missed if you're, if you're in the program. Um, and there's one coming up in 2025. I'm not sure where it is, but um, it's really something to see. Um, in Toronto is like 70,000 alcoholics in there in the hockey stadium saying the Lord's prayer. You want to talk about goosebumps? I needed a goosebump scraper. I mean, it was so too, it's too many goosebumps, right? Um, and, and they have meetings and it's really something to just take over a city and have all these sober people take over city. Um, it's really pretty cool. Um, and so I was grateful to be able to do that. Um, you know, uh, it, I think it's also really important. Like I said, you know, I go, I go to meetings, I pray, um, another, uh, newcomer, um, hack or tip they said you know don't go to bars and order a soda that's not a good idea for you tim to go to a bar and order soda because eventually they you know they say um if you go to a hair if you go to a barber shop often enough sooner or later you're going to get a haircut therefore no bars suggestion right and you know maybe i didn't go to a bar until i was like a year and a half sober there was a wedding thing and i was looking i was looking around for the drunks you know and there was like it was a restaurant bar and there were no drunks i'm going what's the matter with this place you know there's no drunks here and i'm trying to find someone who's like a little sloppy and just as i can go point at them or whatever um it wasn't until like 11 o'clock there was one guy you know 
where I drank, it was like everyone. <laughs> it was like not just one guy. So, but anyways, you know, the, that was what they, they uh, suggested for me. Yeah, don't give up. They, another thing they said, um, don't give up five minutes for the miracle if you're in this program. If you commit suicide within the first five years, you'll be killing a stranger. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. Five years. Okay, you know, so um, wait five years to do anything rash, you know, or whatever. Um, and uh, and we're, like I said, we're all here to um, carry the newcomer. Or, not, well, back up. We don't carry the newcomer. We carry the message, not the newcomer. The newcomer's got to want this, and you got to be beat up enough like I was when I got here to say, hell no, you know, and then that little, you know, ray of sunshine came in through somewhere. It was God's will. Cause, um, and you know, cause I was always going, you, um, and you, you know, this, and somehow, you know, he got in there, like, um, they say it's a mustard seed, right? Just a mustard seed is the tiniest seed, Technically, I guess there is. And uh, that's all you need is a mustard seed of faith to really get to get this thing. Um, and, and the water for that mustard seed is meetings, fellowship, literature, uh, higher power. Um, yeah, those things. And, and keep coming back. Because um, if you don't, if you didn't come back... <laughs> You know, I would have no one to talk to, and uh, it would be pretty boring, right? So that's why that's why we have meetings to meet new people, to share our message of hope that um, that you don't have to drink anymore if you don't want to. Um, that was that was like earth shaking news to me. That you mean I don't have to drink anymore because I thought I had to drink, but. Um, they told me, I don't have to drink no matter what. And I, I, this year I found out no matter what was. Um, and, and, and I've got t- tons of friends who've, who've been through the no matter what's. You know, early on I thought, okay, well, I lost a child. And I said, God, if you ever, you know, take another child, then for sure I can drink, right? Well, thank God that didn't happen. But I, I stopped doing deals. You know, like no more, no more God deals. Um, I'm just here, and uh, and He didn't bring me this far to drop me on my head. I got proof that you guys are here, and that I'm here, and that um, you know, if you want to get sober, there's nothing that can stop you. Um, and I'll go with you to the ends of the earth to help you stay sober if you want it. And that's that's it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.